Hey guys, this is Ash and Akins. And welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast. Guys, we have a full table tonight. In addition to me and Akins, we've got Mr. Justin Heitz here with us. Hello. He's a former co-worker of ours, and we have Terry Cagle back with us. It's going to be a permanent fixture on the show. You know what, folks? I was sitting around having a conversation, and I came to the conclusion that we really need to change the name of this show from two guys in a podcast to Hodgepodge of Happiness. That sounds great to me, guys. Hodgepodge of Happiness. Now, there's there's something to consider. There's something to consider. Because it is a hodgepodge of happiness, and I'm going to tell you, it is the um, it is the fastest growing podcast in, in the United States of America. Well, maybe not the United States, but Alabama, perhaps. Out, perhaps and out, perhaps in Burroughs Crossing, perhaps in Piney Woods. In Piney Woods, it's the fastest growing podcast in Piney Woods. You call maybe it? Maybe in Walker County. We might hope. downsize a little. Yeah. As pro- <laughs> as promised for tonight's show. I said that if you'd messaged me and let me know that you listened, that we'd give you some shout-outs for it. Shout-outs goes to Stacy Fusion, Angela Markson, Jenny from Sweden. All right, Jenny. Jenny from Sweden. Melissa yeah. Stewart, Sabrina Lefevre, Stacy Wilbanks, Lindsay Lowe, Cody Bennett, Tristan Gordney, Amber Wilson, April Dawn, and James Allen. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hey guys, we really do appreciate it. We love having listeners listen to us. I know we bullshit a lot, but... uh. We like getting our voices out there. We really do appreciate it very much, y'all. It just means the world to us. We love doing this. We look forward to it. We hope you get some uh, enjoyment out of it and maybe learn something. And it's just fantastic. And, and I'd like to thank Terry Cagle. He's kind of reached out to uh, some of his contacts, and um, we appreciate that greatly. We're trying to get this this thing out, get the word out. And um, so tell your friends, tell your neighbors. I mean, wake them up and tell them if they're asleep. Let me know. If you listen to this podcast, please go and visit our Facebook page, Two Guys in the Podcast. Like it and share it. And also leave us a message saying that you listen to it. And please critique or give us some compliments. We need them. We'll listen to critiques just as good as we will compliments. We love it. Tell us you listen to the show, and we'll try to give you a shout-out on next week's episode. And if you don't like it, oh well. We're still going to be doing this tomorrow. (laughs) Nothing will change. Not a thing. Guys, how's y'all's week been? (laughs) Don't everybody speak at once. I worked. You worked. Now, Justin, tell our listeners where you work at. I build Mercedes. At Mercedes. Build Mercedes. You build Mercedes. Yeah, drop the axles, drop the engine. I'm the I'm on the line. That first comes into the building. Well, what is your to. what's your production quota? How many of them have you got to do per hour or per day or whatever? Uh, we have a car moving on. The this is a working man on the working bands podcast, folks. Absolutely. Stolen from Stone Cold. We uh, swig a beer from working man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We we really like to promote working people on this show because that's what we are, and uh, we want the working man to have and woman to have a voice. And uh, we got uh, your we got your atypical factory worker right here, Justin Heitch, um, the pride of Barney Beach, Alabama. I'm not from Barney Beach. And he's going to be taking. <laughs> 
In some places, that might be considered fighting words, folks. Yeah. It, is, it is indeed. And he's going to be taking the lead on tonight's episode. Uh, I think we may have mentioned last week that we would like to discuss not just the history of Thanksgiving, like what you're used to seeing, you know, and everybody held hands and it was great. It was kumbaya. Well, that's not a true story at all, Jason. It's no, it's not. <laughs> it, there's a dark history to Very Thanksgiving. Dark. Very dark. And uh, Mr. Heitz here has done some research on that. So let's do a little, uh, I just want to survey everybody at the table here. In what year did, did uh, Thanksgiving start? Well, that's actually a debatable uh, question there because if you go back and look, there uh, hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands of years, I'm not sure, before what we consider Thanksgiving, people were having festivals or feasts to celebrate the harvest right. when they had a good harvest. Well, that falls into Halloween, too, though. It does. It kind of runs into Halloween. And we spoke to that. We spoke about that because that was what Halloween signals the beginning of the harvest. It does. It does. It, yeah. uh, and uh, it uh, kind of uh, the beginning of the, the, the changing of the, um, the seasons. Didn't it get started around 1621? 1620 is what I'm what I'm looking at. Oh, there's pinpoint 1637. Well, but there's also you go back to the 1500s and the Spanish celebrated a similar. We don't care what the Spanish did. Though. Well, they were down in Florida. The yeah, first they time, shouldn't have been. the first time it was officially <laughs> declared by an American colony was 1637 by Massachusetts colony governor John Winthrop. Winthrop. Uh, Mr. Winthrop. Yeah. He was celebrating the colonial soldiers who had just slaughtered 700 men. 700 were the Indians. They were Paquette Indians. Which which Indians? What what branch? Paquette. Paquette. The Paquettes. I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'm from I'm from Walker County. I can't. Right. We have Cherokee and Blackfoot. And yeah. That's about right. Choctaw. And just from the research that I've always heard over the years, it's a very stinky the way they did things. It was awful. It just got awful. So it wasn't the, the first Thanksgiving. My understanding is the medicine. In the dark history of Thanksgiving, uh, so, sorry guys, somebody in this room <coughs> shit themselves. Terrible! It's absolutely terrible. I'm dying over here. I think the the guilty dog barked first. Right. So uh, <laughs> the first Thanksgiving wasn't a fest of happiness at all. Not at all. It was a feast of slaughter, basically. It was. It, it, it was absolutely. Have you been feeding Bojangles Hormel chili? It was not Mr. Bojangles. He has. He is. He's not rude. He's very well mannered, Tabby Cat. That did happen. Good lord. Anyway, sorry, folks. Oh, well, back okay. on subject. Let's go back to Mr. Heitch and tell us some of the dark history, the real history. Not this isn't. We're not trying to sensationalize this and make it sound worse than what it was or crazy. How worse can it be? You're living in the 1600s and you're in a, you're in a new country and you're crazy anyway. And now you got these the uh, Native Americans and you're trying to keep the peace. And uh, at the same time, you're bringing diseases over that are wiping them out. How much worse can it get? So we're not we're not trying to make this worse. It was already worse. Uh, the alliance between the Indians and the Pilgrims lasted several years until they started to die off. The Plymouth Pilgrims colonists started controlling all the aspects of the Indians' lives. Uh, about 90% of all the indigenous Indians died from what the colonists called Indian fever, which was 
diseases brought over. Probably smallpox and things like that. Yeah. By the time that the leader of the Indians, when they first had the first, what everybody knows is the first Thanksgiving, by the time he died and his son came over, or took over, he was known as King Philip. By the time he inherited the leadership... Well, now, who was the, who was the chief that actually dealt with the uh, the pilgrims and, and was the chief that brought the other Indians in and they said, okay, let's have a feast. Who was who was the, their, their main guy? Massasoit? Chief Massasoit. Chief Massasoit, okay. Now, was that the father of Pocahontas? Is that the same chief? Or is that another story? That, that, is, that, that another story. is a movie. I'm pretty sure no, that's that was, a different story. It's like the movie is actually a, based yeah, on... There was an actual Pocahontas. I think that, was, that, I think that comes down to John Winthrop. I think that's part of what he was in. Perhaps. Yeah, that's, that's a totally different story. Uh, but Massasoit, or however you pronounce it, his son met, met a comet. When he took over, the English called him King Philip. Okay. By the time he inherited leadership, the relations were so frayed that it started King Philip's War. Uh, the Indians were slaughtered, executed, and they were executed because they killed a Christian convert named John Sessaman. Okay, so he was an Indian that converted to Christianity. Yes. Okay. And of course, he took an English name. Right. So that's what they did. Okay. So some of some of uh, some of uh, uh, Ma- is it Macame or something like that or King? We'll call him King Philip. Yeah, King so, Philip Meta okay. Meta Comet is what it looks okay, like. Okay, Meta Comet. Some of his some of his Indians or, or, or natives killed this interpreter who had converted to Christianity, and then the the uh, Plymouth colonists executed several of his people. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, then the Indians responded by burning down Springfield, Massachusetts. Them completely. Yeah, it was totally gone. Wow. Uh, so the colonists responded by recruiting other Indians to attack the original tribe. Uh, 600 were killed in that battle. Indians or white people? Indians. That's horrible. Yeah. Are you sure they were all white? Well, I mean, at the time, uh, it was pretty much a white group of people. Then that's when... So you were there, you know? I was. Okay. Yes. Well, you you know, my name He's is, been reincarnated. My name is Brandon Scott Esch. They call me Uncle BS. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, my initials are BS. So, yeah, I was there. I was there when they... When I got off the boat, John Smith, me and him were buddies, and I watched him with a Pocahontas back in the waterfall. He's a, he's, he's a vampire. I was the first one with video camera. There's a video somewhere with it. That's the same place that John F. Kennedy. I was there as well. Yeah, I and mean, that's the Sapruder film. It's right beside it. I was jogging by the library when the shot was fired. Were you there for the lizard people? I was. Hillary Clinton looked at me, and her eyes, uh, instead of up and down, you know, winking her eyes, they were sideways. And I just said, "Fuck Hillary Clinton's losing." How did you live to tell about that, man? I don't know yet. Is it, is it, is I don't it, know yet. Is you it, don't get killed immediately. It's later on. How is it? The, I imagine I'm going to get Epstein real soon. How is the the lizard people have somehow infiltrated our government? They have since the beginning of time. Yeah, they've been running the show. Abraham Lincoln was a lizard people. 
uh, Queen Elizabeth. He was a vampire hunter. Queen Elizabeth is a literary lady. That's exactly right. She has to be. Absolutely. She never, I mean, she's timeless. She's never going to die. Yes. How did those pyramids get built so perfectly? Well, Abraham Lincoln was there, and they helped. He helped with the pyramids. Okay. And there's your conspiracy theory segment of the show, sir. The pyramids. <laughs> the pyramids are much older than what we think they Have are. Have you heard the most recent conspiracy theory that, that that's blasting all over the media? You know, we've talked on the podcast before about Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, yes. They're saying she is a time traveler. I saw a little something, and then I just kind of went on they past that. They found a picture from like the 1800s that it looks identical to her. That little lady is a midget time traveler. I don't know what to say about that other than, Mr. Heights, yeah, please I'm, continue. I'm we, we've gone so far off track. But well, continue with Thanksgiving. This, this war, King Philip's War, is where the Indian slave trade pretty much started in the colonies. They started taking the Indians and selling them to the West Indies. Right. Okay. So the Indians were the original slaves. Pretty much. In this country. In this country, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They should be more upraised than the, the other people. I think they've got plenty of reasons beyond that. To be outraged. I'm not racist, folks. I'm not. Anytime someone tells you that, oh yeah, they're racist. Yeah. The last part <laughs> is probably the most brutal. Once they finally killed King Philip, the colonist. The they, colonist killed him. The colonist killed him. They took his head and stuck it on the spike. And it stayed in Plymouth, Massachusetts for 25 years. His skull. Wow. That, yeah, his skull on a pike in the middle of the town for 25 years. It goes back to the brutality of our past. So I'm assuming back in that time when uh, when the white folks, our ancestors, or some of them, because I've got ancestry that's Native American as well, uh, when the white folks came over here, that's when we started getting the, the crossbreed between Indian and and white folks from England or whatever country. <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, basically, if you're saying that, if you're saying that, if a Rottweiler in a Yorkie poop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you he, got... He, did, he, he didn't mean that like it sounded false. Right, I did, actually. <laughs> but, you know, the Indians were a, they're a pure-blooded Native American. Right, right. They wouldn't, you know, mix with anybody else. They wouldn't mix with uh, Europeans or even, even or Germans same, or anything else. Even right. in the same tribe, they, it was very tribal. Very yeah. Oh yeah. So at that oh, yeah. time, that's when you know you've had you had white people, presumably raping Indian women, and maybe even vice versa. The oh yeah. Raping the white women. Well, you had yeah. you had and you maybe had, even the men. You had white settlers that would go with the tribe and become part of the tribe. Right. Exactly. So you had you had some of that, and then you had kidnappings. Absolutely. And uh, and different uh, all kinds of situations. The uh, yeah Thanksgiving is not as happy as. The school books led you to believe. Well, school to me is crap. When the government took over the schools, what? But when, when did that act passed back in 1959. Oh, the Education uh, Act. The National Def- yeah. Education National Defense Act. In 1959. I want to say it was, and, and and that was an effort to kind of we were we were in the Cold War. Right, but they were aware before the government stuck their hand in education, we were number one in education amongst the world. Well, the government has always kind of had an, a little bit of a hand in education. Uh, I don't know prior to 1959. None of us were around, and you wasn't either, so don't, well, but don't we act have, like you're a time traveler but, like I am. But we have history books, and we have information. It's it's yeah, not like before we were born, there was no it. nothing happened. We have history. There was no history. We have history, <laughs> we have history books now that the government has a hand in making. 
Well, if you can take that to the nth degree and, and basically... I it, think this is Kegel's part. This is back to another conspiracy. Mm, yeah, y'all all over. Y'all all over some conspiracy. The public theory. education... And this is unintentional tonight. I'm the, just on no, it tonight. The public education system is a little bit outdated in the way that it was set up because it was set up at the time to create good workers for factories we were industrializing absolutely and also to educate i mean you had to educate people because you had a, a huge population of i remember in my lifetime we still had a problem with illiteracy people who couldn't read and write well, and we still do today yeah, still do today i need to go back to that going back to one, set up with good work one good workers i agree go back to that and me working in a yes Assembly. There needs there needs to be more trade schools. There needs to be more trades. There needs to be more home ag. Yeah, I agree, hundred ten percent. You've got people you know. coming in to where I work at that are eighteen, just coming out of high school that don't know how to change a tire. That's fantastic. Well, That's there's a lot of that that the school can't teach. How many times have you? No, how many times have you been to the, a drive the, I mean, well, the school can't teach everything. There's an there's a responsibility by the parents. To teach it's a right, lot sure and, right, instill, right. instill work ethic. You can't expect the school to instill work ethic, in to school, instill morals. That has to happen at home. In high school, you have a shop and auto body. They teach all that stuff. But not class. everybody takes it. They should. But well, there's only so much time for so many classes. There, therein lies the problem with the education system. There was such a big push earlier for everybody to go to college. That started in my lifetime. I'm sorry. That's, that started with my generation. And now... You've got millions of people who are swimming in debt. Well, that can't do anything with their underwater basket weaving degree. They've allowed. Yeah. They allowed that. They allowed the, the 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 system of higher education to get so expensive, and then of course you can just take out loans, and it's just it keeps climbing year after year. It can't be so expensive that your common working class kid can't go to college. That's a problem because you end up with large populations of people who don't have any higher education. We see that in our state right now. We're one of the lowest educated states in the country. And that's one thing that manufacturing is taking advantage of here is they can come here and offer low wages. Low wages compared to California. Overseas, mainly overseas, it's where a lot of the jobs are now. They're getting paid a whole lot more for skilled manufacturing, yeah, I mean, not just know, the not just general stuff. Yeah. General stuff is paying. You got industry oh. coming back to the U.S. You got Apple about yeah. to open their first U.S. Uh, factory in Texas. You kind of thank NAFTA for mm -hmm. all of that. But. Yeah. So you're going to have to have some educated mm -hmm. people to work it out. Right. Absolutely, just programming and all that stuff, and that's the yeah. same as down at Mercedes where I work. The people that work on the robots there. I mean, you can't just walk in and yeah. some, fix the stuff. Somewhere in this, there has to be some common sense. Yes, people should possibly go and get a college education, get a degree. But don't get it not something like art appreciation that's not going to pay you anything. Well, you know, you have to go, you have to look at what the market's calling for. Exactly. Of course, you know. And well, right now, the market is calling for blue-collar workers. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, tradesmen. They're, they're tradesmen. tradesmen. They're looking for plumbers. They're looking for oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, old, they're looking for factory workers. Well, but it's but it's the people and paying top dollar to get yeah. it. That and is what they want. That's what they right. want right now because there's a lack of that. Right. Yes. Somewhere, right. In this, right. somewhere in these past few generations, they've stopped teaching all that, and it's slowed the, the you know. You got a group of people. This this last generation maybe didn't educate their people to do these kind of jobs. So well, you now had, we have a shortage of it. You had a, at the time, you know, back you go back 
20, 30 years, you had a lot of tradesmen. Yes. They're aging out. Well, that's what everybody had to do. Well, right. I'll even, I'll even they go. Because a lot of them couldn't go to college. I'll they get a higher degree this. and do something else. I'll even go to this extent. How many times have you went to a drive through and actually handed out cash with some change and they didn't know how to give you the correct change? You're exactly back? right. They don't. That's I, sad. I'll be honest with you. I haven't, had that, ha- I haven't had that happen to me very I often. I have had that happen. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. Hey, guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. <laughs> what an introduction. Y'all, I hope y'all caught oh, oh, that. Oh. We're going to try to push back toward the, the Thanksgiving uh, side. We got a little sidetracked on multiple different issues, time travel, uh, education, a little bit of everything. So. Flatulence. <laughs> flagulence, flagulence, yeah. We're going to go back to Justin Hodge on Thanksgiving. So where are we at, Justin? The opening line of We Gather Together, which is... I've never heard it around here, but is that a, is part that, of a wedding? Is that a gospel song? It is. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing, and there, went, and there went all two of our listeners. We apologize, folks. Aikens will sing again. Yeah. Originally, it was a Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Him. Okay, so they sung it when they ate the meal. People used to Pretty sing much. a lot more than they do now. Right, and some people shouldn't sing. That's, some people shouldn't. What else? I'm, I'm one of them. Oh, I'm telling you, I agree with that. But the opening line is supposed to be an uh, expression of inclusiveness and thankfulness. But the rest of the song is uh, sinister, pretty much. Talk about We're, death and destruction. Tell us about it. We'd like to know. The song actually originated in Europe in 1597 following the Battle of Turnout. Okay. Well, I wonder what, well, that could mean a lot of things. So, carry on. Uh. (laughs) This part of the show is brought to you by the letters T, the letter J, and the number three. (laughs) All right, come on, Justin. Uh, it's a song or a melody of protest, which generally is how most songs came about back then. What were they protesting with the song? The Catholic King Philip saying that they couldn't gather together. Oh, he wouldn't allow gatherings like he that? He would not. So the people started singing it. Well, what were the lyrics? Let's hear the lyrics. Said, I have no idea. What's I, just, what? I just read and figured all this out. But it, from that, it was turned into the We Gather Together, our prayer of thanksgiving by the Christians. So it would be a yeah, celebration. If y'all heard that shudder, that's Jason taking pictures. For whatever reason, he's taking pictures. That, now he's doing no, he's a selfie. selfie. Nice. Now Ash is taking pictures. Please, Justin, please continue. I am actually paying attention to what you're saying. Me and the one other listener that happens to stick around on this show. What else you got for us on the dark history of Thanksgiving? Like the books actually said, it was a celebration originally of the Indians 
given the pilgrims' knowledge of how to survive. In the New World. In the New, New world. world. They were dying. All of their supplies had ran out. They didn't know what they were doing, building anything here. So within one generation, it went from we're all together, we're helping each other, we're going to be allied against these other folks, to we're going to kill each other. It, in, one, in one generation, it went from, hey, y'all are dying here. Let us show you this. To the pilgrims going, hey, we know what to do here. Now you're ours. Yeah. And, and, and then they kept coming. The, the, yeah, the settlers kept the settlers coming, kept and coming. they started taking land. Which is pretty much how the United States was exactly. made. Right. They just well, and, and eventually I can, slaughtered out the Indians. I think probably all, all four of us sitting here, particularly being where we're from, have um, we benefited from that, obviously. Oh, yeah. But we can also relate and empathize with the Native Americans because that's part of our individual heritages as well i mean anybody i think with any decency would could look at that and say man just kind of goes back to show you that history isn't always written by the loser it's uh, always it, written by history the winners. is always written by the winner and it's always and it's always the it's always the winner's perspective but That's there right. again it goes back to history always repeats itself you can pretty much compare this the settlers to as bad as it sounds, Hitler. They were eradicating the Indians the same way as Hitler was eradicating the Jews. I, it all comes full circle. Yeah, I, and I, th- I think the history of the world, um, the history of the world are different genocides. You know, and yeah, the over good... Over and over. Uh, over and over. I've even heard the term that um, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. It's all in perspective. It makes sense. You know, and I'm not, I'm not take, saying, well, you know, excuse this or excuse that. Hey, I'm but not excusing it, it, Hitler. It, 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 it's, it's all in Hitler, perspective. Hitler was a madman. Hitler was a dirty bastard. Let's just go ahead and he Hitler was into a lot of New Age stuff. However, he, was, he was very much in the occult. Yes. Very However, deep in the occult. this is a very now, hard view to get people to see. But if you sit and think about it, it's true. Hitler was absolutely <laughs> insane. His views on everything was crazy, but as far as the, being able to lead people, he got millions of people to believe that they should kill the other only, people. Their the neighbors. Only, the only thing that I could say that Hitler and the settlers for the Thanksgiving story had in common was this. They were convinced that their way was the right way. That's yeah. That's literally the only comparison that could logically be made here. It is. That's okay. That starts most of the now. Worst. Granted, anytime someone from one civilization goes across the ocean or goes across a border, whatever, you're gonna carry your diseases that you are immune to that these people have never been exposed to. One hundred percent. So that. It just is common sense. That is nature doing its thing, whatever its thing may be. As far as them just, you know, killing one another, I have no excuse for that. And I don't bend on it, but it is what it is. What I mean by that was the settlers took the land the same way that 
they believed it was their right to, the same way that Hitler believed it was his right to take over other countries. Well, right. and the settlers kind of believed that they were God's chosen people, creating God's kingdom on oh, yeah, earth. It was manifest destiny. It was yeah, exactly. So they felt like, hey, this is God's right. I mean, it, we can't be wrong. These are savages. They're evil. They're they're pagan. They're outside of God's will. So therefore. This is justified in what we do, and I think that becomes a dangerous thing when you start to believe that whatever you do is justified because you're on the right side. Your God is on your side. You can see that in today's culture manifesting now with the far left and the far right. Oh they, yeah, they so strongly believe that they're right that they can dehumanize that the they other can side, take away the other side's rights. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can see that very. Um, both sides lead to authoritarianism. Well, it's going to lead us to another war within our country, I believe. The far left and the far right. It's, it's, it's going to lead to that. It definitely could lead to some ter- domestic it, it, terrorism. It, it, it'll, be some, it'll, it'll be a war that our kids will have to fight. Quite possibly. And, and it's changing demographics. We have uh, we got a lot of changing demographics in our country, and anytime you have that, um, you know, this America is an experiment. We're, we're, we, we are, are the great experiment. We are the great experiment, and and you know, as we change, things are happening. Some of them are unprecedented in the history of humanity. Well, I mean, if you look back at different empires, the Roman Empire, you know, every great empire falls. Oh yeah. And it's it's a matter of time if things don't change in this country, this empire will fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and disunity and fighting from within are two keys to making that happen. I've listened to all of y'all's episodes when y'all got into politics and everything. And Esh is on the right, Akins is on the left. I feel like we're both more center center of our parties. Yeah, I'd say... Mm. Preach it, Mr. Hodge. Preach it, Mr. Hodge. Preach it, Mr. Hodge. From an outside view, y'all are both pretty far askew. Thank you. How how, how, how far askew? From the main issue of that you can see it on was when y'all had the gun debate. All right. Ash was for everything should be available. Right, and that's how our constitutional re- the Constitution reads in my Let opinion. the man finish. Ash, our Akins was there should be a law controlling everything. Well, I, Let I said the that, man finish. I said there should be regulation. Let the man finish. Here's my issue with both of those subjects. I consider myself to be pretty down the middle on politics. You can't have everything open to be bought. Because there's some rich people around here that will buy some crazy weapons and force their will on other people. That's going to happen. However, there are gun laws now that are in place that need to be enforced. Making more laws isn't going to solve anything because we have the strictest drug laws in the world here. Gun laws. No drug, drugs. Drugs. Drug uh, the Philippines yes. are pretty, pretty doggone strict. Oh, oh, man, they're all, they're all coked out. <laughs> Just read a little bit. They are all coked no. out. But anyway, our drug laws are strict, and we have the worst drug problems here. So sure, if you make more laws, 
we may follow. Well, now, I've never let them. Okay, we I've never said follow. we should make more laws. I've never said that. Carry on. Come on. Come on with it. If you have to enforce what we have, the red flag law that they're trying to force through, that can't happen. Because if I get mad at Cagle, I could call a local law enforcement and say, hey, this guy's crazy. Did it not get passed in California? I do not think so yet. Okay. Because they're trying to make it federal. Not trying to interrupt you. Uh, but if you just say somebody's got a problem, they can come and take your guns. Yes. Where that problem arises, let's say we're all in here right now, and the door gets kicked in, I'm not immediately going to think, hey, that's the police coming to lawfully take my stuff. Nope. I'm fixing to smoke somebody. Think it's a home invasion. 100%. And when I kill somebody, they're either going to kill me back or they're going to arrest me for murder, which is absolutely asinine. But within the castle, Doctor, you have the right to defend your home and property. Not if it's the police. Wow. Which we is, all work there. Which is the same reason why I'm not, not in favor of teachers carrying weapons in schools because... You can you cannot properly train that many people, and when the cops come in, you're going to have guys coming in who are itching to take out whoever's shooting the kids, and it is rife for some teacher or some administrator to get shot thinking they're doing the right thing. We saw it at the Galleria. No, that guy was involved in the fight. Well, and that's not what I've heard. He was involved in the fight. He was he was originally he was originally in the fight. He had his pistol out and brandishing it. Well, now, does that say he was in the fight, or did it, was he? They said he was lawfully carrying that pistol. Was he perhaps trying to protect himself? He was lawfully carrying it. Here's here in the problem. Clearly marked officers put the gun down. Don't move. He turns and runs, which was foolish. He was a threat. He got shot, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But getting back to what I was saying, though, I thought he was a threat. To go along with what you're saying, that's, you know, the good guy with the gun theory doesn't always hold water. How so? Yeah, let's hear those. You won't be interrupted. Well, because when somebody shows up with an AR-15, most of the good guys with a gun are going to run for their lives. They're not trying to go up against that kind of firepower. Uh, and then how do you know when the cops show up, the good guy with the gun is going to be the gunman they're looking to stop? It's, it's, I'm not saying people should. I carry a gun. I'm not saying people shouldn't carry guns. But the sim, I think these oversimplistic answers like, oh, if all we need are more good guys with guns, that's not going to do it. That's, that's, that's not going to solve anything. Here you know. is my thought on that. The reason people aren't gonna run into that situation. I know I would. You guys would. It's our The way we were worked. It's the way we're geared. Yeah. More people would be geared like that. Except for the way that everything has been the way the country's going where everybody has to placate to other people. If I say something that hurts your feelings too bad for you. This country has gotten way too sensitive. My words 
if what I'm saying is true or factual and it hurts your feelings, that's tough. Well, facts are facts, but you're talking about the political correct debate. The political correctness. I think he's has, going. I think he's going somewhere with this. Yeah, political correctness is what is caused. <clears throat> you see now, if we're all at a restaurant and we see a guy stand up and lay hands on a woman, we here at this table, I know all of you would, are going to do something about it. Where twenty years ago. Every male in that restaurant would have stood up and done something about it. Sure. Well, I don't know now, if they would have. I don't know if they would, have. they would have. I don't. I don't go for this old thing. Everything was better back in the old days. I'm not saying everything was better. I but mean, you know, and, and it, that's not being politically correct. Where he's going with this is that's being a decent human. Where he's going with this, Mr. Akins, is I'm, I'm guessing. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Hodge. There's a war on masculinity. Oh yeah, pretty much. Us guys like like us. I don't see any evidence of that. I don't see any evidence of that. The one thing, the thing that the problem I have when people start sitting here wearing a tie dye shirt with a cat on it. Don't be hating on Bojack. My daughter bought this shirt for me. (laughs) But but the thing, the thing that I see is a lot of people will say that they're against political correctness when all they really want to do is the freedom to be a jerk. They want to be able to say the most offensive things they can. And 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 to have no have no repercussions and just be rude to people, you know. And there there some people are like that. I, I mean, no doubt. you know, and they'll say, "Well, I'm just, we I'm just not, people like they'll that. say, I'm just not being politically correct," and then they'll just be hateful. But you know, you can't you can't enforce the few? You can't impose your will on the many to control the few well how do we know uh, how how do you how do you turn that how do you decide that it's the many and the few most people in this country i think we all can agree are decent people Mm -hmm. you have outliers who have problems for many different reasons mental problems the way they were raised what they were raised around what they've seen who are the few that are going to cause most of the problems? Well, and it's cultural. 100%. It's, cult- it's cultural too. I, you're going to always have people who overreact and try to make an issue where there is no issue, and that gets into what I consider true political correctness that I disagree with. And it's just you know somebody says something, and it's just a pile on. Everyone wants to pile on, and then. They move on to the next pile on. That that's foolishness. I disagree with that. And but what I do what I do not disagree with is that we have to try to be better people. And, and you can't just say, "Well, I free myself of all of all necessity to not be a bigot because I'm not politically correct." But here here's another thing. You know, if you're a minority or someone who has historically been on the other end of that. Sometimes you might like someone to be a little politically correct. So we're sitting here four white males. I don't, I don't feel like there's any kind of war on me whatsoever. I represent, when you look at our government, when you look at most CEOs, most successful people in this country, they look like me. I mean, Boy, they I do. Feel sorry for them for that. Well, yeah. It's kind of what I was thinking. A lot of them got better hair. That's true, but... <laughs> 
you're also not into some of the things that other people are into that are seeing stuff. I'm a avid deer hunter. I have right. rifles. I can see the road that's going down of once they get one gun banned, mm-hmm. it's gonna go to more. Well, I don't. Exactly, I don't, I don't exactly think. I don't think I we should ban. About before when we got on. I don't the think we show. should ban guns, but I do think if you're gonna have a certain kind of weapon, yeah, you should probably have to have a little more regulation on that kind of weapon than someone who's just going out and buying well, a shotgun just or a rifle. Like I brought up in one of the past episodes, whenever it comes to that. As soon as you start on on that, you're going to start guys. We've had it. No, that's that's not true. We've had this before. We have had this in this country before. We'll come back, and that did not happen. I want to bring something up. We'll come back after the break. Hey guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. Jason, I'm going to let you finish what you were saying. But this has happened again. That happened in this country before. Yeah, well, it's 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 actually happening right now. Um, which one? And I think what you're referring to is the assault weapons ban of, un, under the clip. Ninety two. No, it was ninety. I want to say it was ninety four, ninety six. Okay. Um, I was still a young man at that time. Yeah, and I, I was uh, uh, in college. But um, now, what I was really referring to are silencers. Okay. Okay. I would love to have a silencer. I would love it myself. Um, I just... I, I, I don't re- want to pay that tax, Dan. Well, you got the tax, but you also have to have more regulation. Yes. The ATF, and, and it's because silencers are used so often in hits, yeah. obviously. From what I've always been told, you have to register it, you have to pay the taxes, and the ATF and the FBI will show up at your house and say, hey, we want, and spe- and we want to see it. Ex- exactly. I would have no problem with that kind of regulation on certain high impact weapons that uh, that that we see that are doing most of the destruction. As long if if you want them, you can buy them. What but, do you consider but, a high impact weapon, though? I would say the AR-15. Okay, time it. Well, time it right there. AR-15 is typically around uh, two twenty-three round. Right. Mm-hmm. My dear rifles do so much more. Damage. Exactly mm-hmm. right. That's what I was going to bring up. But cavitation. But are the, do they have high capacity magazines on them? No. Your dear rifle. Define a high capacity yeah, what is magazine. High capacity? I'm going to say anything over twelve to fifteen rounds. I would consider high capacity. Might yeah. Because well, I mean, you can, if you can, if you can take out thirty people in less than a minute, you. Do, you I'm, I'm going to say you're using a high capacity magazine. There's a lot of hand, pistols. There's a lot of handguns that have them. Yeah, I know, but you got to be pretty damn good because you're going to have to switch out that clip. What do you think you got to do with an assault rifle? Well, yeah, I know, but you're thing. not if you've got the th- highest capacity magazine. Thirty rounds in it. Thirty round magazine. Yeah, you've got hundred round drums. Yeah, you can get yeah. drums. That's what I'm saying. But you can also get a hundred round drum for a pistol. Yes, yeah, I know, but the, the, what you're not factoring in, and that's what you end up with a lot of these psychologically imbalanced people who do this. You're not factoring in the cool factor. Understand what I'm saying. Those weapons are chosen often, and usually they get them from a family member who's not keeping them secured like they should. They choose them because they look cool and because they can do the most damage. It's an empowerment thing. 
They're generally psychologically imbalanced and they feel disempowered in our, in our society. The ultimate power trip is to take a cool assault weapon and to go in and take out a lot of people. That's why you're seeing those weapons used. It's not just that they can do the damage. It's just that cool factor. I mean, that's the thing. Why would I like to have a silencer? Well, one, because I don't like loud noises. So if I'm target shooting, then I don't have the loud noise. Are you trying to say that Mr. Ash or Mr. Bojangles needs a silencer? I, I would Bojangles like is not loud. But he's deadly. But he is deadly. But the thing is, it's also cool, man. I think a silencer is cool. And I and I don't consider myself psychologically and I, I imbalanced. Guys, and you, Jason's going to disagree with me. I don't think you should have to pay a tax stamp on it. It's an accessory for a gun. Can't you get them really easy in Britain? You can. I mean, you can get them really easy here. I mean, you, can uh, you can't, but you can't. You can't buy anything you in Britain. You can make a I mean, silencer with this 20-ounce bottle. Steven Seagal right. taught us how to do that in Under Siege. Right. Ah, yeah, man, Steven Seagal. Come on, get out of here. Steven Seagal's a joke. My, and he's an asshole. Well, you would know. Man, and I, I, you've met him. He's an asshole. Yeah. Here, here's my stance on it, and I'm going to leave it at that. Prohibition taught this country absolutely nothing. Not a damn thing. But no one's talking about, and this is this is the this is now, one of the Kegel reasons. Might, no one's talking here. prohibition. Kegel might be onto something here. I haven't said a word about prohibition. It, it could have been words of wisdom that was fixing to come out of my mouth. And I agree. I thought you stopped. No. For dramatic effect. I feel like I know the direction he's going with here. If they keep on with this firearm regulations, there may be a prohibition on firearms. Pro prohibition taught this country absolutely nothing. Think back on your history. What happened? Bunch of folks started a little group, little movement, got everything passed to where alcohol was banned. I mean, and, okay. and he's right. What in the happens? United States and the prohibition of alcohol. That's when your mobsters started showing up. So by your logic, we should legalize drugs then. By your logic. If, if that's the case, then why do we have any laws? Why don't, why don't we let everything be illegal? Because you can't ban, you can't ban anything. No one has said ban guns. That that's a fool's errand to go on that argument. <clears throat> Beto O'Rourke said he was going to ban. You guns. can't say Beto O'Rourke stands well, for everybody. Everybody that wants greater gun safety. You can't say that. You well, don't you sit there and say that nobody has said anybody wasn't going to ban guns because they flat out have. Who cares what Beto O'Rourke says? I don't. It's Feinstein. I mean, who cares? Crazy lady. I'm not the only one California. at this table that has heard it. You know what? People say crazy stuff all the time. Here's and you can't, I, you can't take that standard and say, I will not have a reasonable discussion about it because some crazy person in California said something than, crazy. I will more than, I'll be more than willing to have an absolutely reasonable discussion with you if you will let me talk and shut up. Well, talk then. <laughs> Let's hear it, big guy. Prohibition taught this country absolutely nothing. You've already said that. No. Let's hear it. <laughs> whenever, whenever you take something like that away, do your history. What? Don't you talk. You sit there and listen to me. What happened? Mobsters and other people outside the country and inside the country started shipping in booze. Why? Because if you take it away, it adds the cool factor that you were just talking. What? Okay, let me answer that. Once again, I have never said take anything away. We're not saying you. I'm not saying you. Oh, well, then it, thanks for clarifying that. You, If you would have been listening to me instead of running your game, we could have cut him off. 
We're yeah, we worried. did cut him off. We're sorry about that, T. Cagle. We're not worried about you coming to my house no, and taking away my guns. I'm not. But other people that are. But, but, I, but let's say this. But you can't. Hey, will you let me talk for just a second? Let's go back to the prohibition thing right now, okay? Let's change out alcohol, add it into guns. A groundswell of people start coming up. Just take the guns. Take the guns. Take the guns. All of a sudden, that little bitty group turns into a much bigger one. All of a sudden, here comes bans on guns. You start nitpicking. Well, we're going to ban this. Well, we're going to ban that. We're going to ban this one. Sooner or later, what in the heck have you got left? Musket loaders. My point. And then we're Kentucky long rifle. And then what happens? But it's we, this country has shipped has shipped arms to different countries and everything else. That's going to start happening over here. But but by by what you're saying, what you're basically saying, we what can I'm do we we, we can do yeah. nothing. Then I'm we not should just we should nothing. just allow whatever to happen to happen. We can I'm do nothing. I'm not saying do nothing, Jason. I'm saying it ought to start at home. Well, of course, all this should start at home. Everything should start at home. Absolutely. Everything okay. should start at home. But obviously, it's not starting at home. You well, then why should the government get involved? You brought up They're the already involved. They've always been involved. The government always screws everything up. You brought up not the always. point a while ago when you said, let's legalize all drugs. I didn't say that. I said his argument. You could, you could say the same they thing about They should be legal. What I'm going back to if is... If you legalize them and the government regulates them and taxes them... Look at Isn't it, who, Switzerland. Which, it's one of, one of the countries over in Europe. Where they've legalized marijuana. Now, that would, that's in... Hang um, on a minute. Let him Denmark. finish. Is it Denmark? Denmark. It's one of them. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, their actual hard drug problem is minuscule because of everybody's just... Happy and getting fat. May I? Absolutely. Did you see what I just did there? I asked for permission to talk and see if he was finished. Okay, that's what I thought. Hey, I thought they, we were going somewhere different. We, we are. We didn't. When it, that same country, did they not start basically throw, teaching their people that if anybody was addicted, to kind, sort of kindly feel sorry for them? And this, that, and the other. All the hospitals, there's little hospitals, kind of the way our Suboxone stuff set up now. They'll actually give out doses of stuff. That way it stays clean. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. But now, oh, you got a large part of the country, especially where we live, that yeah. would have a problem with that. But are, are some of our instances like methadone or like Suboxone or anything like that? Are we really trying to wean people off? I think the people are make. I think some people are getting weaned off in certain situations, and but there's also the dollar figure tied to it. Exactly. You know follow why would why would follow you follow the money? Follow the money. Why would you wean all your customers off? Exactly. I mean, that's just. I mean, I hate to say that, but that, that's reality. Well, it is reality. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty Terry Cagle had to take care of, but we're back. We're ready to get going again. He had to poop. I feel yeah. five pounds lighter, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, he had to choke me. He, um, he did. 
And, and, and folks, you know, we had kind of a spirited discussion here. And um, one thing we want to always make clear to everyone is we, we may have a little bit different take on things, but we're actually not that far apart on a, on a lot of stuff. And we, um, if we get heated and, and interrupt each other and all that, it's just kind of in the spirit of the conversation. Um, we, we do strongly believe in having mutual respect for each other's opinions. And uh, whereas we don't agree 100%, probably we portray what we think in a way that makes us look like we're a lot further apart than what we actually are. Truth be, truth be told, we're all pretty close, and at one point in time, each one of us would have took a bullet for the other one. That's, I still will, guys. And that don't change. You know, these I consider these three family, and, you know, yeah, we might get heated. We might, you know, not always agree, but at the end of the day, as I said in a prior episode, a lot of what we're doing right now needs to happen more so in this world. We need to have discussions. You're not going to learn anything unless you hear somebody else's other side. You're not always right. Myself Absolutely. included. And guys, I hate to change the subject, and I wanted to bring this up at the beginning of the, of the episode here. There was a uh, sheriff in Alabama that was tragically shot today. Uh, sheriff uh, Big John Williams of Louds County. It was last night. Yeah. Saw the news this morning. At a gas station. It was at a gas station. The uh, gas station attendant called the sheriff's department. There was a big gathering of people. The sheriff approached, uh, and this was the sheriff. This wasn't a deputy sheriff. The sheriff of Louds County. He approached the vehicle, and the individual in the car shot him. Now, his car. he eventually came back and turned himself in. The, the shooter did. I saw that. It, mm-hmm. It's a tragedy, and you know, I didn't realize until later, I got sent some training uh, some years back through the uh, Alabama Jail Training Academy. And uh, this particular sheriff was at that at that training and I, I met him. Good guy. He had So a, it was a it was a tragic event, guys. He had Marine. He was a, he was a Marine. Yeah, retired Marine. Basically a lifetime public servant and servant of the, uh, uh, servant to this country. And we all sit at this table, I mean, I, I believe strongly we support our military and our law enforcement 110%. So at any time that you know you have a serviceman or law enforcement get killed in the line of duty, that's that's a tragedy. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers, and and that's become almost cliche to say, but it uh, it's really heartfelt. Goes out to um, the sheriff um, sheriff Williams family and the folks down there in Lowndes County. The that's sheriff's the, office family. I can exactly only right. imagine what yeah. that would actually be be like working with somebody that close and them dying in the line of duty like that? It would be like, you know, our, our, last, our last sheriff, we have a brand new sheriff in Walker County. Our last sheriff only did one term, but let's say you worked with John Mark Tyree, which was a sheriff for what, 16 to 18 years. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine, so. imagine being one of his friends, which Mr. Mr. Sheriff Tyree, he's passed away. He passed away a few years back last year. Yeah, but uh, if you were working with him and he got, you know, killed in the line of duty, that would be devastating on the department. Would have been. Well, yeah. you, you take a pillar out of the community. Absolutely. And it's the the one of the tra- tragic parts of this whole situation. I saw a picture of the guy that that 
he basically returned and turned himself in. Young kid. He, he was, was a young, young kid. kid, and that's just that just breaks my heart. I mean, my, it's it the the ramifications of something like this reach out to a lot of people. I, I just my heart goes out to the sheriff's family, goes out to the department, as y'all said. Um, it's just a terrible thing. All right, guys. Well, what else has been going on in the world? Have y'all heard about it? <laughs> Terry Cagle? Don't, don't really know how we segue out of this, but... Uh, <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's a sad topic. Uh, you, you brought up something about we'll try our uh, the University of Arkansas. We'll try our best, folks. But, yes, uh, congratulations. If it goes out to the Arkansas women's cross-country team on their third straight national title. Wow. Three straight national this titles weekend. in any sport. That's, you that's know, quite that's an accomplishment. You know, down, down south, you know, football's king, but there are other sports other than football. Well, you remember ought, that, you know. And they ought to be recognized. How many national championships did Alabama's gymnastics team win straight? Oh, man, they've been dominant for I years. Mean, they've been dominant. And, you know, we've got listeners in Arkansas. Right. And we, uh, we just want to reach out and – Congratulate them and let them know we're su- yes. we're supporting their efforts and we want their folks to do good too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations to you. Go Hogs. And a good job of the SEC. I mean, how many national championships a year does our conference win? It's amazing. It's there's amazing. A re- there's a reason why our conference is the best in the country. It right. just means more. It does. It means more when it's one of our when our teams do yeah. it. But <laughs> Jason's team, you know. I don't know. They're good at swimming, I think. Maybe they're swimmers? We got good swimmers yeah. and astronauts. We put some good people in space. Right. Do you do you guys happen to watch the show Vikings? I have watched it. I have watched it. What what'd you not. think? What'd it, you think about it, Mr. Hodge? It was it was good. It uh more historically accurate than a lot of the shows that are out because it's on the network it's on it's pretty historically accurate right well i'm gonna have to check that out i like game of thrones i don't know if y'all watched it but i got into that show it was good. never seen one episode i, I really i really in, i really got into game of thrones and i never did figure i would right. but you well, know that was me too somebody yeah. recommended it to me and i started watching it and i was yeah. like wow this is pretty good that's the way i was with walking dead i never figured yeah out me that. either i've never been a big zombie you know, fan when i started out and i'm a big zombie fan that's one of my big horror points <laughs> i watched the walking dead but I've not seen the past season and a half. You know, it kind of got silly to me at, at mm. points. It's kind of funny. When The Walking Dead, I remember watching the premiere of The Walking Dead mm-hmm. and sitting there thinking, this is not going to last. And yeah, it's still uh, going strong. And it's still, yeah, it's still going strong. What else we got, okay. The reason why I was asking is because according to TV series finale.com, Netflix... Has is going to try and do a spinoff of the Vikings as soon as the Vikings show ends on history. So if you liked Vikings, it's still going to keep going. Okay, well, good deal. I, I like I, I'm kind of like Heights. Um, I've read a little bit just to see if that if the show was historically accurate, and um, you know, of course, you're dealing with stuff yeah, that. Yeah, theatrics and amalgamations of two or three characters into one character, but for the basically, it's presenting a historical um, dramatization of of a culture that hasn't been really other than just what you see the Vikings, Berserkers, are they're all crazy? Um, You know, you you haven't really seen that just kind of a historical drama on that culture. 
and it had a huge impact on Europe and on this on this continent if you, if you go back and look because you know they've they've pretty much uh, supposed now that uh, Vikings made it to I believe it was um, Newfoundland, Newfoundland uh, what 500 years before Columbus yeah mm-hmm. so um, you know I, I, I think it's fascinating is there any Marvel news coming out I have not heard any new Marvel news uh, I don't watch comic book movies we're waiting on Black Widow to come out that's the next none of the new shows are out on Disney Plus yet if I'm not mistaken the first trailer for Black Widow comes out in two weeks fantastic yep it's Marvel Stanley yeah that's Stanley that's his baby the late Stanley now something I have watched that is uh, Disney related Uh, I of course signed up for Disney Plus because (laughs) I have six children yeah and I want to see all these Marvel shows that are coming out. And I'm a Star Wars fan as well. I started watching The Mandalorian. Which, from what I gather, and I don't know a whole lot about The Mandalorians before the TV show. Because it's not really a big focal point of the Star Wars universe. Basically, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. And they're a group of mercenaries, uh, bounty hunters. Right. Like, historically, through, like, way long, long time. I, I think... They, way before the clones were were put in place. Uh, I think their history goes back now. I've, I've read a little bit on it in the Star Wars universe, about 24,000 years. Right. That at one point, they had been at war with the Jedi. And that's how, how bad these guys were. They were able to take on the Jedi. So. Right. But it's a great show. Uh, you have a, and if I'm not mistaken, it takes place between Revenge of the Sith. Uh, what's the last one with uh, Christian and uh, Darth Vader? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge it takes Sith. place between Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi, or A New Hope, or yeah. But anyway, there's a baby Yoda in it. <laughs> Now, I call it a baby Yoda because we really don't know what his, uh, his uh, species is. It's never been, it's never been told uh, what his only, species uh, was. The only people of his species were Yoda and Yaddle. Yaddle was on the Jedi Council, too. She right? was on the Jedi Council. She was a female of whatever their species is. And you don't really, in the original movies, you don't know a whole lot about her. Right. Only that she was on the Jedi Council and then they were the only two of their species that they were aware of. You know, I see a lot of people here in Walker County that I'm not sure of what their species is. Well, that's that goes that's very well, Jason. That's uh, you're exactly right. <laughs> According to Vulture.com, this is a direct quote from their article. It says, "The first thing you need to know: the Mandalorian is not a prequel story about Boba Fett, even though it takes place after Boba falls into the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi." The protagonist right, of, so this was, pa- of this pace of this space western looks a lot like a fan favorite bounty hunter, but he's another guy who just happens to be from Mandalore, the home planet of the Mandalorians. The Mandalorian is set after Return of the Jedi and okay. before the Force Awakens. I was wrong on the timetable. But there's a lot of there's a lot of story that hasn't been told between the Ewok celebration and the rise of the First Order. So, okay. Well, I have I have not seen that because I live out in the country, country, and we do not get Netflix out here. We do not have internet out here in two two thousand and nineteen. So Netflix, Jason. 
Well, it's not it's on, oh, it's on Disney streaming, which Plus. for me that might as well be. It's on the planet might Mars. Netflix, might as well be Netflix. Jason, I will comment and say you do not live out in the country. Country. I live out in the country. Country. Justin Heights, who okay. lives at Barney Beach, lives out in the country. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> yeah. But I have not seen it personally, but I have heard nothing but good things from it from the people that I know and trust who have given me tips on it. So. But I enjoy the show. I've not seen the new episode that's come out. I've seen one and two. And I want to go back and watch two because I was watching the kids when I when I was watching it. And you really, when you're watching the kids, you can't pay that much attention to the TV. Right. I can tell y'all that Frozen 2 came out. Yeah, this came out it, already. It, it, it have, have you already been to see it? I have not, but my child and wife have. Ah. Uh, they said it's good. Of course they did. I, I, I've watched a lot of children's movies. Well, you know, I have too, and that's one of the big points of Disney Plus for me. I can put the kids in front of it and I'll watch it. However, I did go to the theater and watch the new Lion King movie. I've seen the new Lion King, but I read it on Redbox, and I, it was fantastic. I sang in the movie theater. Yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic You movie. sang in the movie theater. It was, no, it was very that was on, my jam. It was very right. on point with the cartoon. Well, and that, I appreciate you saying that, because I, I remember seeing the movie back when I was maybe 18 or 19, 44 now, about to be 45. My wife, it's one of her favorite movies. Yeah. and But she will not watch shout the new out, one. Shout out to Miss Kay. Uh, Miss Kay, when you listen to this, hey, you, you will love the new Lion King movie. You well, need to check it out. I need, yeah, because I've been trying to get her to watch it, it and she's afraid it will not be faithful to the cartoon. It is very faithful to the cartoon, almost scene by scene. Good deal. Good deal. Just a little bit of DC news. Uh, according to HeroicHollywood.com, Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam will feature Dr. Fate and Isis. You know, I, I've got a bunch of confused looks. Buddy, I am so far off. Dr. Dr. Fate is like the Dr. Strange of DC. I am so far off the DC stuff. Like, I've watched Batman and I've watched Superman, but... I've, I've, learned, I've learned a lot from it. This is going to be a shout-out to another show, but Comics, comics Explained... Yes, I've learned a Comics lot. Comics Explained is absolutely awesome. Yeah, they will absolutely piss you off because you will learn the true comic story and then go and watch a Marvel movie, and it'll be absolutely opposite. Right, Marvels went off off track with some of the movies. And all, in yeah, all honesty, I agree with that. As awesome as Comic Books Explained is, I had this discussion with somebody earlier this week. It's best not. To watch anything and learn about the backstory from the comics perspective before you watch a Marvel movie. Well, I, in a way, I find it enjoyable because then when the when it when they change it for the film, it kind of I kind of feel like I'm in on a secret. <coughs> you know, it, it, it puts a twist in it that way because you don't know what's happening. Well, with with this discussion that I had, I use this as a prime example. Okay, Iron Man three. You've watched it, right? All three of you have watched it? Absolutely. Okay. They literally made the Mandarin, which is Iron Man's biggest foe, literally a joke. I think that blew up in their face, too. And it did, and here's, here's something that's going to affect. You're never going to get to see that story in the movies. And on top of that, one of the best Iron Man stories was the extremists. And they, they really they ruined the extremists. They story. did. They did. If you if you're curious about what I'm talking about, folks, uh, Marvel actually put out an animated movie that I found. I'm sure it's on Disney Plus. Pretty much anything 
is on Disney Plus. I'm not getting paid for this, so mm-hmm. just work with me. However, Disney, if you want to sponsor the podcast, we love your sponsorship. Oh, we, yes, but look up an animated movie title called Iron Man Extremis. It's a very good story. I strongly recommend it. If you see that and then go back and watch Iron Man 3, you'll understand my frustration. Well, and let me add something to that that goes right in line with what you're saying. When you watch Iron Man 3, the main protagonist, um, what's his name? I can't remember right off the bat. He was so unmemorable Mm -hmm. that, um, well, he's a part of AIM. That's his company, AIM. Advanced Ideas Mechanics, is that what it is? I think so, Okay, yes. and in Marvel, in the Marvel Universe, that is a, a main, a very big group of villains. Right. Those are basically evil scientists right. that get together, and, and they're used quite often by other villains in, in Marvel Comics for technology and things like that. Right. Well, they mention it once or twice, and that's it. Exactly you get right. nothing else out of it, and that is a that's a whole movie right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Iron Man three wasn't the best of the, of the Marvel movies. It's generally considered one of the I think probably I think second so. worst to the Dark World, Thor Dark World. Right. And I enjoyed Dark World, yeah. but there again, what there was it a goes, story to tell with that though. But it that's also true. goes back to what I was just saying. How much research did you do on Dark World before the movie came out? I mean, as far I, as the know, story went, the storyline was in the comic books. You know, I read the comic books, but how long ago has it been since you read? Long, long time. Okay. Okay. What well, What about you? Did you do any research on it at all? Honestly, I've never been real big on Thor, so I didn't. Okay. I just kind of took it at face value in the movie. Okay. Well, see, that was the way I was with Ghost Rider. First Nick Cage movie, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't know that much about Ghost Rider until I went back and researched. Yeah, that, now I can't. Now I can't watch the same. Yeah, I think with the Ghost Rider, that was you can obviously tell that is pre Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I think we're probably approaching a break, aren't we? We are. We're getting close. Uh, we we got a few more minutes. We'll continue on. I think I think Mr. Hodge uh, is going to have to yeah, depart. Yeah, Mr. Hodge is a uh, signal that he's got to depart. Uh, I do. We want to thank Kim for coming on down the show today. We're going to have him back. Absolutely. Uh, it was a blast. It was nice having him here. A little bit of Thanksgiving. Uh, before you leave, Mr. Heights, and we're going to continue this in our next segment, uh, what are you thankful for? My family, health, being able to put food on the table. What, what, did, what did Thanksgiving mean to you growing up? Uh, was it a big family gathering for y'all? or? Oh, absolutely. All of our family got together. We all ate. Uh, it's when we, typically me and my dad would go hunting for a week. I'd get to hang out with him for that week. Yeah. So, anyway, it's always been about family. Fantastic. Well, Justin, we appreciate you coming on with us, man. And we would like to have you back at some point. This has been a really good episode, I think, with the four of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. You did a lot better than I expected. You have, you have, <laughs> made, you have made this show a hodgepodge of happiness. A hodgepodge. hodgepodge of happiness. That was me that Kegel was talking to about changing the name. Yes, it was. As soon as he said it, I died. Hodge, uh, hodgepodge of happiness. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, me and Akins and uh, Kegel will come back, and we'll do our last little segment.
Hey guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. When uh, when we went on break, we uh, we asked Mr. Heights what he was thankful for, and you know I got the we got the typical response. Uh, didn't get into a lot of detail about it because he had to go, but he's thankful for his family and you know the times they had growing up, uh, meeting with Thanksgiving. Uh, so Jason, I'm gonna ask you the same question: What are you thankful for, and what does Thanksgiving mean to you? Well, you know we talking about Thanksgiving. Um, course the first thing you think of is the thanksgiving dinner and getting together with your family um i don't i don't know why but thanksgiving um of course that i love that part you know i, I think that's that's great but um the night of thanksgiving and the next day those were always kind of for me that they, they were enjoyable because you get uh, leftovers yeah, you know, absolutely. make that turkey sandwich. Make that turkey sandwich. Um, you know, sneak in there and get the dessert and try to get all the good part. Mm. Um, so I do that during Thanksgiving dinner. So, oh, get, yeah. like if a dessert's got a good topping on, I'll try. To, You're the whipped cream thief. I'll, yeah, I'll try to scrape some extra. But you know, uh, being able to actually, because to me, it's after the meal. Um, my dad was a lot of times he was off from work, so that we would get to spend time together. We'd. I don't know why this is, but every uh, Thanksgiving night, a lot of the times, we would watch David Letterman together, and and that's something I enjoy doing every year because we sit there and laugh, and just enjoy that time. Um, I, I've had some some just really good times, um, the night of Thanksgiving and then the day after, going and, and doing stuff um, uh, with him and, and, and other family members. Um, so uh, you know, I, I'm thankful for being able to slow down because I think that's one thing Thanksgiving does for us is we're able to kind of stop the rat race that we're all in. You know, um, the hurry, hurry, trying to get somewhere, trying to get something done and just stop and appreciate other people. And and sometimes it's not it's not only family, it's friends. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for friends. I'm thankful for everybody that was sitting around this table. Um, I mean, guys that I just love and uh, thankful to have them in my life um, thankful that I've, I've, I've got a roof over my head and uh, the the opportunity to go out and do better tomorrow to be a better person I'm thankful for those things um, I've got a great wife great daughter I just I, I feel like I'm a very lucky guy so um, I guess that's what I would say I'm thankful for okay go uh, what are you thankful for buddy <clears throat> You know, sitting here thinking, you know, I, I don't know how everything's been for you or any of the listeners that may be listening, but uh, this past year, I might as well say almost two years, you know, I, I think back of the old saying that, uh, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but Sometimes it's good to look back and see where you've come. You don't know where you're going unless you know where you came. I guess that's where I'm going with this. Um, you know, up until here recently, we haven't really talked that much. When we do talk, you know, it's great. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of changing. Oh, and a lot of it's been for the good, you know. You know, what I, you know what I noticed a big change with you, Terry? 
because we left the sheriff's department. And I just interrupted Terry for years. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Definitely, whenever I left there, I felt like I had a 500-pound monkey lifted off my back. I started losing weight. Now, granted, my uh, my appetite's trying to come back, so I'm really trying to... You know, I remember times when that. me and you would take large pizzas and sit and demolish them in front of inmates that we were supervising. I think statute of limitations is up on that, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, been several years ago. Um, it would I've, be. I am not, I'm not the same person that I used to be. No, none of us are. In a lot, in a lot of very good ways. Uh, it's amazing, it's amazing what happens whenever you look in the mirror and not just your physical side. It's amazing what you look at and you look at yourself in the mirror and not like what you see. And you start doing, you know, soul searches and you try to find yourself again because in that line of work you lose yourself in it if you're not careful you lose yourself yeah i'm just i've, I've been recently going through that myself and you know especially when my dad died you know my dad was my dad was my rock my dad was my compass you know he he wore so many he wore so many hats for me, and I don't know when he's been gone since 2012. So, you know, thank God for my mother. You know, I'm I'm number one. I am so thankful for my mother, Mama Mama Cagle, as I'm going to call her on here. And we love Mama Cagle. I love uh, Mama Cagle. She's, an out- my, she's a great lady. Great lady. And I'm I'm not just saying that because she's my mother. Everybody swears up and down they've got the best mother in the world. My mother, my mother is my world. She is my best friend. I am a, I am a proud mama's boy. If mama's boy is a bad thing, I don't want to be good. <laughs> hey man, you know we've had Mama Akins on the podcast. Yes. We have Mama Cagle on yes. the podcast, and we may try to swing Mama Esh in here. I'd love to have um, them both on here. At uh, you know, and, and as I, that's one thing I think we can all three say is we all three have great moms. Absolutely, they support us. I'm a big mama's boy myself. I, I looking back over Amen. my looking back over my life, y'all. I have I was extremely blessed. My two best friends in the whole wide world were my mom and dad. Yeah, and a lot of people. A lot of that. people can't say that. No, they cannot. You know, right. you know, and there again, I've got, I've got a lot of acquaintances that may not be friends, but I've got a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's you know, I, I, a lot of people I don't talk to a lot, and I, I, that's one thing that I'm. I need to work on and I need to get out of my comfort zone. That's another reason why I was kind of hesitant on doing this show. I'm a private guy. Y'all know this. I don't like everybody knowing my business. But you're doing a fantastic job with it. And and here I am on this show that's going worldwide. And right now I'm, I'm spilling my guts. But, you know, a lot of us, a lot of times we got to get out of our comfort zone sometimes in order to grow. And, you know, I'm trying to become a better man. And in order to, sometimes in order to become a better man, you got to get out of your comfort zone. It's true. You have and to, you have to, you have to be willing to 
to look to judge yourself. Yeah, you know, as much as much as as much fun and as much stress and as many sleepless nights and as much post-traumatic stress that may or may not have come upon us. Let's face facts. While I was there and while y'all were while y'all were there with me, we've seen a lot of crap. A lot of crazy. And we went through a lot of crap that I'm yeah. not going to talk about on this show. A lot of stuff that no one else but, can even really understand. You know, that, a lot of people wouldn't that, believe it. They wouldn't believe it. No. That particular no. job, it's, it's almost like somebody being in the military. You cannot explain it. You have to. They have to see it. Yeah. When those doors slam behind you when you walk into work, you're in there. You're in jail just like they are. The only difference is you've got rules that you have to enforce. It's your house that you have to take care of. You know. It can. Um, I'll tell you. I, and I think that's one reason some of us bonded so closely. We did. Is because it can be a very lonely job. We did. Because you're on an island. You, 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 you feel like you are separate from everything. You are on an island somewhere out there in the universe, and you, you develop very close bonds with your fellow co-workers. I'll say And this. if you don't, it is hell. Before you two come along to the Sheriff's Department, I, was an, I felt like an outcast. Because, I mean, I had, you know, Philip Robinson and, you know, Lonnie DeVito, which was one of my training officers, which he was a good guy, but... You don't. You, I didn't bond with them. I didn't bond with Philip till later, and I consider Philip a friend now. But when you two came along, that was a bond. We stuck together. We helped each other. We worked mm-hmm. hard together. Sometimes, sometimes we sat around and BS. But you know, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the bond that the, the two friends that I have uh, going strong for ten years, eleven years, I guess. Uh, it's it's amazing. I'm sorry I cut you off again, Terry. No, it's okay. Just going off what you're saying, you know. Yeah, a lot of us have a lot of acquaintances that we know. You know. I mean, you you ran for office, so I mean yeah. you've got a lot of acquaintances. A lot of acquaintances. You know, your dad being who he is, you got a lot of acquaintances. How many people actually know you? How many people actually know you? Very few. Very few. We got a lot of acquaintances, you know. We, but the friends, we don't we don't have as many friends as we do acquaintances, right? I think, and I, you th- know? I, I think that's typically how it is. Yeah. I, for the longest time, I pushed people away. I didn't, want, I, didn't, I didn't want them to get close. I've been trying my best to open up. That's why I'm saying. I've got some friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thankful for my friends. I'm guilty of that because of the job and working night shift. I've pushed people away because I'm just like I pushed people away long before I went to work right. the sheriff's department. I I can't. Well, I, I was a different job. person. I was more of a social butterfly before I went to the sheriff's department. Yeah. You now I got out and because of who Dad was, I was out you know traveling, meeting a bunch of people, yeah. and being in the public eye. So. Yeah, I mean, I was more of a social butterfly, but the sheriff's department turned me into a shut-in, basically. Well, uh, I would say I... Turned into an alcoholic, for sure. I probably, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I probably, uh, I guess I would be more along the lines of like you wish, kind of a, what you would consider a social butterfly. A butterfly. I get, I love people. I get energy from people. And I enjoy hearing their story. 
and, and understanding different kinds of people. And I've got a group of friends in Birmingham that I'm very close to. But I've also got this group of friends here that I'm very close to. And that's I feel like I'm just super blessed. I'd die for either two of y'all. I hope y'all know that. I think probably one time or another one of us has. No, real close to it. Real close to I'm it. I'm close a couple times. <laughs> but, you know, I... I, I'm like y'all. I used to be somewhat be a social butterfly. I, my, I used to crack my dad up back in the day whenever I was growing up. I used to tell him that I wanted a canary yellow Z, Z71 Silverado and I wanted black racing stripes. And he would give me the stupidest look because it was just it was basically the equivalent of a, of a dog looking at you confused. That that look, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yes. He'd look at me like. Boy, why do you want a truck with that gaudy color? My answer was simple. Everybody will know it's me. I have went from that to doing my absolute best to be invisible. I'm trying to come out of my comfort zone. I don't want to be that guy. I'm, As I've said in other podcasts, there's got to be a middle ground. Yeah. There's got to be a middle ground in everything. You can't just go from one extreme to the other. Well, you think sometimes uh, when you're, you know, like a, we, I think we all could agree that in the past, especially, we've all uh, been kind of social people and, and, and um, enjoyed that. Uh, but sometimes, especially when you see the side of things that, that we've seen in our um, working together where we worked. It's kind of like um, reality hits you in the head with a sledgehammer mm-hmm. and it knocks you backwards and you're like, I don't want to deal with anybody. Mm-hmm. It, just, it, it changes you. It yeah. really changes you and, and you become a different kind of person and then you have to, after a while, that's not a happy way to be and you have to find who you are. But, Ash, um, you know, we haven't heard from you yet. Well, what you're thankful for. Yeah, I want to hear from y'all. Well, first and foremost, I'm thankful for family. Family's a big thing to me. And, I, you know, Cagle touched on his mom and dad being his best friends. And I'm just a big family guy. Uh, even growing up as a, as, a, as a child, I knew one day that, you know, I wanted to get married and have kids because being a father to me was always something that I knew that I would be good at. Because uh, my dad was a good father. He did anything he possibly could to make sure we were all taken care of. He literally started fighting for a living so he could give us a better life than what he had. I mean, yeah, we, we've discussed that. You know, he started that on a dare, but I know he did it for us. Uh, and I'm thankful for for my career the past, going on 12 years working on, uh, even though it gets hectic at times, and I'm, I'm appreciative of the time I've spent, and uh, that's where I met you two, knuckleheads. Uh Yeah, so uh, you know my kids are my, my whole world. If if you know me, you know about my kids because that's who I talk about. If I post stuff on Facebook, it's usually pictures of my kids. I'm proud of them. I've got six of them. Uh, one of them's not my biological child. You know, I inherited him with my second marriage, and I love him like my own. Uh, thankful for the sacrifice that our military has made, our law enforcement community. Any kind of any kind of any kind of worker in that that line of field, uh, you know, my hats off to them. And what we do in corrections, it's a little different than what your military and your road guys are, but it's still it's still is just as important, you know. 
guys that's pretty much what i'm thankful for family is first and foremost for me you know i could keep going on and on with different little things but i don't think that's worthy to put on the podcast and it might get us in trouble i'm sure it would but this this coming thanksgiving you got a pretty good holiday to get around family or ones that you love make sure make sure you give them a real good hug especially the ones that you appreciate and you love you never know we're not promised tomorrow you never know. No, sometimes you just have to reach out, and and we all have issues within our own families. And there's a you know a lot of times there's uh, walls that get put up over time that um, you know you have try to find a way around that wall. Yeah. At least try. You'd be glad you did. We're we're also thankful for each and every one of you that may or may not be listening to us by now, but we really appreciate you. And the only thing we ask is if you like if you like what you're hearing, spread the word for us. And we want to hear please, from you. Please, please go to our Facebook page, Two Guys in a Podcast. Like it and share it. Again, spread the word. Give it. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. I'll start. I'll start leaving a link in the in the podcast page uh, of the Facebook page, so y'all can find it a little easier. I've talked to a few people. Said the Facebook page was hard to find because they're looking for two guys in a podcast. The Facebook name was already took for two guys on a podcast, so it's two guy podcast on Facebook. I didn't know that two guy podcast. I so never even knew. Yeah. I never picked up on that. So, so no. uh, we haven't got any messages on our uh, dear Dixie or dear Dave uh, post. So we're still we're still waiting on those. Uh, you can send them to our Facebook page or email address. If you choose to be anonymous, you can send them to the email. That yeah. way, we that way your name won't be given out. Absolutely. If you post yeah. anything on Facebook about it, your name will be given out. Absolutely, you'll be out there for the whole world to see. And if you if you want to remain anonymous, just tell us in the email. I'd like to remain anonymous, and we won't throw you out there like that. Right, because we want to get your your deep dark secrets answered for you. Yeah, to give you something to go on your queries. Uh, or they can private message us and say, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to ask this question, but I, I, I would I'd keep my name out." That, and we can do that. Absolutely. That's no and, problem. And I have no problem if you listen, if you're friends with us on our personal Facebook page, or come across it. You can send it to our personal Facebook page if you don't want to send it to the podcast. Well, folks, something uh, something else. Uh, let our viewers know uh, Terry Cagle is going to be a permanent part of the podcast. He is permanent party. In podcast, he is, he is no longer going to be considered a guest. He is going to be a permanent fixture here, so uh, y'all can enjoy that every week, <laughs> or not, guys. If, if it if you lose listeners, I apologize. Um, oh, you're a great addition, man. And, and folks, like I said, um, any anything, any feedback you have is appreciated. Uh, we're still learning as we go. This is new for us. We look forward to doing this every week, but we want you to chime in because we want you to be a part of this you know if, if you've got an, a, a, a concern or opinion hey bring it to the forefront because we want you to feel like the, the, that you're a part of this whole deal if you got a topic you want us to talk about let us know jason something that i brought up to you at the first of the week after our last episode aired 
We have hit 100 listeners on episode one. 100 listeners on episode one. That's exactly How long have we been doing this, Sesh? We are on this episode we're recording now is our ninth episode. And how how many, so that's what, we've been doing it a little over two months. Right. We've had 356 total plays amongst our episodes so far. Wow. That's that's great. Yes. That is great. And we appreciate all our listeners, uh, like we, we always say, from Bangor, Maine to... Now Sweden, so... From Bangor, Maine to Sweden. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get off here, guys. I hope y'all have a good week. And for our listener in Sweden, spread this to your uh, your fellow Swedes and let them know, hey, these these guys who are on here, basically, this is what America is. They represent... So anything they say, you can take it to the bank. That's basically um, the United States. God help us. God help us. <laughs> All right, have a great Thanksgiving, and thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Have a good one, peeps.